And welcome back, everybody, to the For Film Sake podcast. My name is Brian Archija, and I am here with... Chris Lucky. And... Jonathan Smathers. And yeah. today we are going to talk about, uh, really... The goat. The goat? Mm. The goat. The goat? That's the goat now. One of the goats. He's one of the goats. Of Jim Carrey. I'll give Jim him Jim Carrey? He's a yeah. goat? Oh, greatest actors of all time. Yeah. Our greatest, yeah greatest gr- of all time. Greatest of all time. Yeah. There we go. Fuck. I'll give him some goat recognition. Yeah, yeah we're talking about Jim Carrey today. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get too far into it, though, I, I, there's some things that happened this week, and I, I really feel like I, I need to testify and give my testimony about how good Netflix has been to me. Right. All right. I mean, back in... Kick it. Can, can, can you kick it, kick it for me, kick Jonathan? It. Play the music, DJ. Dude, you, you found... <laughs> yeah. It locked out really right when you... I didn't push it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, got, I, got my, I got a testimony that I want to give for Netflix. Now, back in 2008... Netflix took me away from the evils of Blockbuster Video and delivered to my small apartment. Yeah, they did. Praise Netflix. That's not where they stopped, though. In 2009, I couldn't afford the luxuries of cable television. Netflix lifted me up and said, here, look upon these old television shows and movies. Mm. And I did look upon those television shows and movies, and I was thankful. And I said, Netflix, anything you give me, Anything you give me, I'll be satisfied. Mm. But Netflix didn't stop there. Praise Netflix. Mm. Netflix didn't stop there. Amen. And all Netflix asked in return for these blessings is a small offering of $7.99 a month. Amen. That's all they wanted from you. And if you couldn't afford that offering, you could ask your neighbor. You could say, neighbor, let me get your Netflix login. And you right there. But Netflix still didn't stop there. Praise. They didn't stop there. Mm, no, they didn't. Mm-mm. Let me tell you now. February 1st, 2013, gave us House of Cards. <laughs> Ain't Netflix good. Ooh, then they gave us the Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Praise Netflix. Then they gave us the Daredevil. Oh, didn't they give us the Daredevil? Praise Netflix. Ain't Netflix a generous provider? He can't see. Ooh, then Netflix gave us the Jessica Jones. Ooh, all the women out there, now you got your praise partners. Ooh, you got your Jessica Jones, but Netflix didn't stop there. Netflix is a good provider. They gave us the get down. They gave us the get down. Netflix show did, they did, they did. Ooh, now they done gave us the Stranger Things. The Stranger Things. Oh. Cute kids, cute kids. They gave us Stranger Things. They gave us Stranger Things. They gave us Stranger Things. Oh, got them the they gave us Stranger Things. And they didn't have to give us those Stranger Things. They gave it to us. And now, oh, good Netflix. Oh, good Netflix resting on high. They done gave us the Luke Cage. They done gave us the Luke Cage and done broke the Netflix and broke the internet. The Luke Cage. Luke Cage. He's strong. Luke Cage. He's strong. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. They gave us the Luke Cage. Oh, thank you, Netflix. (laughs) Thank you, Netflix. Thank you so much, Netflix. I just wanted to say how good you have been to me. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Reverend Jonathan. Oh, Netflix. Oh, my fingers hurt from all that, (laughs) from that keyboard. Hey, man. I tell you. Hey, fucking man. I tell you, Netflix, they done delivered. They have delivered. Oh, that was... Mm. Man, I'm shaking. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the Netflix gods looked down upon thee and decided to give you their one and only son all of their content. Oh, they did. They did. 
Netflix has delivered, man. Hell yeah, they have. You know, it's like I look back and just like how long I've been with these guys. Yeah. Like they, they went from delivering DVDs, you know, to my apartment to just having their uh, their online content and only having bullshit on there. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, you can watch 11 seasons of Cheers if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there just wasn't anything there. It takes the time to build a platform. Yeah. And now, like okay, the interesting thing about Netflix, their content, their catalog content mm-hmm. has reduced by 50% in mm-hmm. quantity. But that quality has gone all the way fucking yes. up, man. Such good quality. Fucking love Netflix. They get such hate for their movies, but you can find some really good stuff. You just got to oh, yeah. be willing to look. Agreed. Um, yeah. And but yeah, but they're... What are you going to say? Oh, you can find some really great independent stuff, mm-hmm. too, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the TV shows, though. They're great. They're killing the game. Yeah. They're fantastic. Nobody's yeah. touching them. Fucking... Can we, can we talk about Luke Cage for a second? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah speaking of Luke Cage. <laughs> Holy shit, do I love that show. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm like the plot elements and the story seems a little bit unfocused in terms of like actual writing mm. and actual villain. Yeah. But that production there, it just Very good looks, production. it looks sexy. It sounds sexy. Mm-hmm. Mike Coulter is sexy on camera. Mm. It's fucking fantastic. He is a shiny man. He is. He's very oiled up. He's very oiled. <laughs> he's a very oiled yeah, he's man. Yeah, he's a smooth yeah. skin. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And like I like like the cast that they shows for that show has been fantastic. Yeah. The lady detective, I absolutely love her in mm-hmm. every shot she's mm-hmm. in. Mike Coulter, fantastic Luke Cage. We knew that from Jessica Jones, but yeah. holy shit. Yeah. He can lead a fucking show too. The um I'm I was really liking Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. I yeah. really like Cottonmouth, but I mean I already had the identification of him from House of Cards. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I've already seen him acting for quite a while, so I was like, Oh wow, him and something else. I didn't know he was in House of Cards. Oh yeah, yeah. Really I like character. the I, I like the actor's performance off Cottonmouth, yeah. but I don't like the villain Cottonmouth. Oh, as a villain, no, yeah. but but um, at, by the time you get to like episode eight, mm-hmm. things change a bit. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. I'm only on episode one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on episode three. Yeah. You'll you'll get some very good villain action around episode. That's eight good. Or so. I'm guessing Diamond. I'm not. Don't confirm. But my guess is that Diamondback's coming into town and fucking some shit up. That's how quickly? Possible. How quickly did you finish? The I'm, show? I'm on episode eleven right now. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I got a Man, friend of mine. So that's awesome. Just so instantly. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Just. I like that Netflix does that bullshit. They don't go with the weekly bullshit. They're mm. like, listen, here's 13 episodes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you want to waste a Saturday watching them, mm. you can do that. You it's can. your choice. Hell yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it's fucking great. i seen a... Um, did y'all see Westworld? No. Did you check that out? No, I, it's, it's on my radar. The, the, um, the show with... Uh, it's the Jonathan Nolan produced it. Um, JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams on that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Jonathan Nolan's. That's like. That's like. That's brother. who I want to be. Yeah. I don't want to direct. I just want to be like next to Christopher Nolan. That's the same. <laughs> exactly. That's my life uh, dream too. Yeah. Man, I, I feel like the like the pompous ass because I totally want to be the Christopher Nolan. Of the group. <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody has to be that yeah. role though. Somebody needs to be the. Yeah, role. but if you look at all the credits, usually for Nolan movies, it's usually Jonathan Nolan that's helped. It is. Yeah, yeah. Him write uh, them. This, I mean, it's the same thing with the uh, Coen Brothers. I think yep. he wrote all of Memento. He did. Just mm-hmm. nuts. And the following, and not the following, following. Yeah. Uh, there was something about Memento that I, uh, oh, uh, a mental research institute uses Memento to explain to students the, the complexity of memory loss because it's so mm. accurate mm-hmm. wow. to when they write it. Yeah, it's fucking insane, isn't it? It is. Wow. Um, what are we talking about? Yeah, Westworld. Westworld. I, I checked Westworld <laughs> out. Yeah. It's it's on HBO. It's an hour long. I think it's gonna be a pretty good show, but it's very convoluted and complex. On HBO. Yeah. I've heard about that. Oh yeah. I need to. I need to check that out. HBO. HBO has decent shows too, yeah. But uh, no one really. But they're very niche. They're very niche, and mm-hmm. since it's a one-channel type thing, people mm-hmm. are hesitant to get their subscription. It's harder. That's yeah. more expensive. Heard, yeah. Oh yeah, it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's also a hard. Yeah, it's a harder platform to mm-hmm. to push on people. Yeah. Um. But what I did hear about Westworld is that because it's animatronics, right? Yeah. It's like a it's like a old Western time. Yep. Uh, fucking theme park. 
Uh, yeah, in in a sense, they um they 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 put uh, artificial intelligence into these um, animatronics. animatronics essentially, and they um, they're beginning to gain consciousness. Okay. So so they'll put them in a scenario, and then they'll erase their memory. Then they'll do the scenario again and again and again. Mm-hmm. But now they're getting to the point to where there's like a residue or a lingering effect of them remembering all of those transactions over and over and over okay. again. So uh, they're starting to alter their current path. And is it out yet? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to check it yeah, out. Yeah, I think yeah. I've, I have I've, HBO Go. Yeah, yeah, it just came out this uh, this past week. Nice. Uh, dude, l- let me know how that is because okay. I'm like hesitant yeah. to buy because I want to buy an Amazon subscription because I got a lot of shows that I want to watch. Yeah. I want to buy a Hulu subscription because I got a, some shows that I want to watch. Like mm. I got City. all of those because yeah. I, I don't have cable. I just have all yeah, the I don't streaming have services. Like, but like, it's like fifty bucks a month for all of the streaming services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, it's <laughs> a oh, lot of money. I'll tell y'all. Oh, real quick, I'll tell you about some bootleg shit. Yeah. Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> y'all know about this? Fire Stick? Amazon Fire Stick. I haven't heard of that. All right. If y'all want if y'all want an Amazon Fire Stick, mm-hmm. y'all can follow me down to the hood. <laughs> you get a Fire Stick. They will unlock this Fire Stick for you for $30. You buy the Fire Stick for 50 They unlock it for 30 mm-hmm. Then after that, you have all the channels, all, all the, the movies, content. all the content, everything. Wait, what is the, is it a physical, like, is it device? a long device? It's, it's, it's like it a do? USB drive. It's like. This, What's it plug into though? It plugs into your uh, HDMI in the back of your television, and it just gives you. It gives you. But everything. is Fire Stick a legit thing? That the Fire Stick the is product, a legit yeah. thing, yeah. But unlocking it and then putting on a uh, after a, a third party uh, app, that's mm-hmm. not. You're not supposed to do that. Uh, right. Yeah. But pirates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but pirates. Comma. But comma. Wait, pirates. wait, wait. Tell me again. What's the illegal part about it? It's the same thing like you downloading something from Napster or LimeWire. Like you're taking something illegally from the internet. You know, not paying for it. So essentially, I'm going on my computer, which is now my television, and going through any amount of torrents that have the Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. and then watching it through my television without giving them any any money for it. Right. Okay. It just it just like grabs the file from the internet and just go like, here you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh I thought it was all TV channels. Oh, anything, no, 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 anything. No, anything like television shows, movies, like anything that. As long has as there's a torrent for it, you can get it. Yes. Oh, nice. And there's yeah. a torrent for almost everything now. Yeah, <laughs> I feel real. I feel really bad because mm. I I don't enjoy the idea of pirating. Yeah. But I'm also broke. That's. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> and like, yeah, I want to enjoy all of the content out there. Yeah. So I like I, the Netflix account I have is bummed. Yeah. yeah. The HBO <laughs> account I have is bummed. Yep. The Hulu account I have is bumped, yeah. all from three different people. The only account, <laughs> the only account I pay for is Amazon. Uh-huh. That's really great. I'm I, I do I do borrow my Netflix from friends. Drew and I did a trade last Christmas for Christmas. We're like, hey, I'll give you my Amazon Prime account if you give me your Hulu account. Nice, so, <laughs> worked out well. It's yeah, like yeah. some black market it, shit. It's perfect. Listen, yeah, I got works. three Amazon accounts. I want five Hulu. Nice. So we, we hustle. Oh, I, can we talk? Go ahead. What oh, la- last thing for me, I seen uh, I saw the Nice Guys. Oh, how did you like it? As soon as I got the Fire Stick, it's the first movie I watched. I liked that movie a lot. Nice. That movie, nice. like, it, it was self-aware. It made fun of itself. I mm-hmm. mean, it's mm-hmm. it's really, really good. I liked it a lot. It was uh, Shane Black. Shane, hmm? Shane Black wrote that. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't know who directed that is. Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> he directed <laughs> Iron Man 3, I think. Okay. And a All couple right. other movies, but I don't know the other movies. Ryan Gosling's got a good uh, good eye for comedy. He does. <laughs> yeah, he he's does. got he's really... I yeah. love his sarcasm. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't really appreciate that movie when I first saw it in theaters, but I, I watched it again in Lons, and, yeah. and I was like, "This is this is awesome." It's yeah, a it great is. it's a great example of comedy writing mm-hmm. and just like comedy directing. Like, cause my favorite scene in that movie is uh, <laughs> they're in the hotel room, like trying to get the reel, yeah. and like the black lady pops in in the door, and mm. then Holly's outside, yeah. and she walks into a room room service and like throws a pot of coffee what? at her. 
She's like, why did you just throw cold <laughs> coffee on me? It's like, I thought it was hot because I got it from the hallway. And Ross, like, on the floor, is like, I like where your head's at, baby. Good job. <laughs> and then, like, five seconds after, where she slips on the coffee from the floor, knocks herself out, and it's like, oh, I guess that all figured itself out. out. <laughs> yeah, it all worked out. It is a great fucking movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It only got made year. because of Ryan Gosling. I think really? they didn't want to make it. No, no one wanted to make it, and he just said he attached his name to it. So they agreed to do it. I'm, well, I'm they weren't going to do it unless they got some big roles. So. Huh. That's fucking fucking great. Russell Crowe also did a great mm-hmm. job in that movie. Did Russell Crowe, does he look like that for the part or does he just look like that because... I think he looked like that for the part. Okay. He, right. he, he strikes me as a as a method actor. All right. Yeah. All right. Because I mean, I, I remember seeing him in 300. Mm. You know, and he doesn't look like Russell Crowe. That was Russell Crowe. That was, that was, that was, that was Gerard Butler. That's his that doppel game. What's, what's the one where Russell Crowe actually had like a nice body with the abs and stuff? Was it uh, Gladiator? Gladiator? Gladiator. There we go. There go. From Gladiator. I mean, he's and also a little bit older than now. Yeah, he's that's like, like 10 years ago. Yeah. 2002, I was watching that. So My right. mom took me to see that movie when I was eight years old. Yeah. Gladiator. It's a good movie. In theaters. Mm. No, it wasn't. It was a good idea, though. <laughs> <laughs> that young. No. Watching that. I don't know. I, wa- I watched a lot of fucked up movies when I was really young, so I don't really have a, a measure for that. No. My dad was the exact opposite. My dad was really strict. I couldn't watch Rugrats. Oh, but, God. like, my yeah. mom. No, didn't give a shit. It's like, yeah. She should have given a shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I watched I Candyman. I was fucked nice. up for yes. Candyman. <laughs> Probably explain some of the shit that you write now. Yeah. 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 Uh, you were going to say something before Chris started talking. Oh. Yeah. Uh, have y'all heard of Jordan Peele's directorial debut? Yes. Yeah, get out Son. of here. That is a black man's nightmare. <laughs> so goddamn funny. Yeah. <laughs> they even got Keith Stanfield in it again. Yes, and that dude is taking over. Keith Stanfield? Yes. I don't know who he is. Um, he's a really good actor. Mm-hmm. But he's pretty it's much funny. in every sort of kind of African-American directorial um, oh, Chris is looking feature. Yeah. He's in Atlanta. He's in... He's in, um, he was in Death Note. Yeah. There's going to be a Death Note movie. No, oh, he's in Death Note? Mm-hmm. Huh. It's not out yet, but Willem yeah. Dafoe is going to be in that. Nice. Willem Dafoe will play Ryuk. Yeah, I think he plays... Yeah, I yeah, think so. That's a Shinigami. I watched that anime. It was great. Um, he was in, oh, he was in uh, Snowden that I seen yeah. with him. Yeah, he's in a lot face. of stuff. I don't have Straight out of Compton. God damn it. Keith Stanfield, though. But Take yeah, the field. movie looks so weirdly scary. Like so when, well when that one dude's just running straight at... The main actor, and then yeah. he just takes a turn. Oh, that fucking guy! It's just mm. kind of that off kilter, nice kind of horror. Yeah, really unpredictable. But is it a horror or is it a comedy? Oh, it's a horror. That's a horror. Because I definitely it looked funny. Because I was laughing my ass off during that trailer. <laughs> I mean, I was ready to cry during the trailer. Because <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just different, I guess. Because like I've had friends that I grew up with that mm-hmm. were subject to those scenarios. You know, where you're a black guy dealing with a white woman, and then. Very bad things can happen just because of that. Right, but I didn't get the feeling that it was like... I got the feeling that it was playing on the horror genre saying that they're turning black men white. That's what I got the I feeling from he's maybe trailer. trying to be kind of funny. I mean, yeah. he's a comedic writer. Yeah. So, I mean, I yeah. think there's an element of, like, the campiness that you want in a good horror film. Mm-hmm. But I still think... I mean, I think we're playing both now, honestly. I think we might be okay. playing both. It looks disturbing. It, it, it does yeah, look, look disturbing. Because I thought yeah. it, was a, it was like a really good horror movie trailer right yeah. up until the point where he meets the other black guy in the trailer with yeah. the family. Yep. He's like, brother, you got to get out, brother. And mm-hmm. the people grab him. And, and I was like, oh, okay, this is key. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to be honest, like a lot of the African-American kind of suspense thriller movies have yeah. been just with uh, like some psycho, uh, what do you call the Killer? What? No. Psycho. Side chick. Oh. Psycho. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's always been some sort of like, what was the, when the bow breaks and then what was the other I one? I see that. 
Oh, with Morris that. Chestnut again. Morris this crazy, Chestnut. crazy woman fucking shut up? I haven't seen a movie with Morris Chestnut since like 2001. I haven't seen a movie like with Morris Chestnut. But like I could, that, could, that could just be my ignorance, but I've just seen a lot of movies where it's been, you know, a man and a wife, husband and wife, and then there's this woman. Oh, okay. And that leads to some psycho sort of... Oh, yeah, yeah. Beyonce was in a movie like yeah. that, wasn't she? Okay, yeah, yeah. Jennifer yeah. Lopez, too, right? Probably. And yeah. Enough. I think, that was uh, I think it was obsession. That was obsession. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez was enough. Yeah. But she had The Boy Next Door like last year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The same movie, just gender love, <laughs> I guess. Uh, we're running out of time, so before that, I want to give a shout out to a movie called uh, Searching for a Friend for the End of the World. Nice. With Steve Carell and Kiara Knightley. I've seen that. Holy shit. I just saw that like two hours ago. Yeah. Holy fuck. That movie was good. It is it a good so movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. The ending just made me just feel like empty inside. Mm. It's like those movies where you watch the end and you're like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's how that movie felt for me. It was yeah. great. It is a really good movie. Great movie. I love Steve Carell. I do too. Uh, anything else before we close out for Jim Carrey? Uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Check out Luke Cage. Watch the shit out of Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. Please. Praise Netflix. Praise Netflix. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Chris, you wanted to ask me something yesterday. Oh, it was just it was just um, circling around the Jim Carrey stuff. Okay, okay. So yeah, we'll we'll get all the way into that. Let me introduce this little talk real quick. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we were talking about we did an episode of Eternal Sunshine, Mm -hmm. and Jonathan was like, "Oh fuck yeah, I love Jim Carrey." That was way before that. It was way was it way before that? Oh yeah, this is um, because we made the schedule. uh, You know, we make the schedule two months in advance, right? So this right here happened over two months ago. (laughs) Yeah, like um, when uh, whenever you came in for the um, the freestyle episode where we were arguing about you guys being late and not having schedules, right? So after after that episode, I asked uh, Jonathan, uh, "What actors does he know more about than anyone else?" And he said, right. "Jim Carrey." And you took that as a personal challenge. And I, and I was like, "You know what? I know more about Jim Carrey, and that ain't that ain't even my dude." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, "I was like, let's go." <laughs> so this episode is born in some place out of a spiteful ego. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely so. And uh, we're gonna talk about Jim Carrey. Yes, uh, he's one, uh, arguably one of the greatest actors that yes. have, there has been for a long time. Yeah, he's got a really long, weird resume of movies, mm-hmm. and I fucking love him. Do you think he's underappreciated? I no. I think he has the right amount of appreciation for what he does. I think he's underappreciated as a person, but not as an actor. Let's start. Let's start early. Yeah. Um, the first, the first, rec- the first time I ever seen Jim Carrey was as a uh, Fire Marshal Bill on a show called <laughs> In Living Color. Well, let me tell you something. Yes. <laughs> in Living Color. Is In Living Color. Oh, you know he auditioned for SNL and he never got it. No, but. really, they would have, they would have yeah. made so much money off of Jim Carrey. But yeah, yeah In Living Color. So funny. I had so much respect for Jim Carrey because he, he was on uh, like a predominantly, almost an all-black show. There was one other, other uh, white female on there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, he's on there and not trying to fit in. You know, he's just being Jim Carrey. He's being his complete self. And like watching him like just falling all over himself doing all this stuff, <laughs> I had so much more respect for a guy <laughs> like that. <laughs> I was like, whoa. You know, that is my favorite place. thing about Jim Carrey. You yeah. always you always know that you're watching Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking great. Not a lot of actors can do that. Jim no. Carrey's the one that can just be Jim Carrey. Yeah. And, still and b- before he did in Living Color, he was just a stand-up. Right. I think yeah. he was doing stand-up. He and, doesn't stand-up. And I've seen his stand-up from like the early 90s. He's got this rainbow shirt on. It's hilarious. It's, like it's so good. Mm-hmm. I, what's all, what drew me to him was his impressions. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. amazing. He has some really like, good... Like a Clint Eastwood impression. So, the way he changes his face when he does a Clint Eastwood. Mr. Rubber Face. Yes, he's got, definitely got a rubber face. Yeah. 
but one first, of the things what, what really drew me to Jim Carrey mm-hmm. was one of the first movies I can ever recall watching ever mm-hmm. was The Mask. Mm-hmm. The Mask, yeah. Same oh, that's that's his second movie. Uh, let's get well. The first one, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, which I personally movie. love. All right. I love that movie. I know mm-hmm. you don't like it. Uh, have you seen it, Jonathan? I love. It. <laughs> you don't like Ace Ventura? I think that is the worst piece of shit. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> it is the worst. It is such a funny movie, though. It's like it's, the difference is like like in Living Color, to where you surround him by what I consider just the common consider uh, by normal. Mm-hmm. You surround him by what I consider normal and have him be a wild card. Right. But then when you put him in a movie where the whole thing is just wild card, like there's nothing to like bring it back down for balance, and it was just so far left. I'm like, I can't, Jim. I'm can't sorry. I thought it was a cool mystery. Like the disappearance of a dolphin, right? Yeah. Ray, with, and yeah. Ray no, Finkel. It was a bird, wasn't it? Was it a bird? It was like or the a... Miami Dolphins, I know. Yeah, someone, I took, someone yeah. took the dolphin. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, it was the, that was uh, a Lexus album. Yeah, it was um, the, the Miami Dolphins lost the this, this Super Bowl or something like that because the kicker, the, the, the placeholder for the kicker, didn't have the football laces, laces out. Laces out! Yeah. <laughs> The whole movie. Oh, it was. A, it's a weird movie. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it that. But yeah. it just for some reason I loved it. Like I was really young when it came out. Yeah. So like I watched. I watched it and I loved the fact that it was just a. It was just weird. It is. It was just like a lot of physical comedy, and I thought it was fucking fantastic. I, I don't want to jump ahead, but did you like when Nature Calls, or do you not like any Ace Ventura? I don't like any of the Ace Ventura. <sighs> and when Nature Calls was so much better than my. I love both of them, but when Nature Calls, it was, it was, where he crawls out of the rhino's ass. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, like that's it, the one that I'm thinking of, not the, not the other one. Like Rolling Stone has uh, has Ace Ventura: Peck Detective in Jim Carrey's top ten movies of all time. Yeah, it is. They they have they have it in this top ten. And is that me, considered like slapstick comedy? It is. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's definitely slapstick for sure. So I think it's a, but it, it's but all it's, personal preference. But yeah, like. I, I'm not a big, even a big fan of slapstick yeah. at this age, but I can still go back to that stuff and <laughs> still laugh. crack up. That yeah. that crawling out of the rhino's ass scene is probably the most iconic scene. And in he my sells head. it so well. <laughs> just the struggling, oh, <laughs> the sweating, just ooh, the sweat. Oh no. <laughs> No, <laughs> Rolling Stone has that listed as the number four movie, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. I can take that. I can, I can accept that. I'm gonna, no problem. I'm gonna put that last. So <laughs> how many movies he's made? I'm gonna put that last for myself. Last for that. Yeah. Um, but, so uh, what? The Mask was. Yep, the, we were talking about the Mask. The Mask is the next movie that he's made after Ace Ventura. You said that's your favorite or your first? For just my first. Yeah. Uh, it'll always kind of be in my top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because grew up grew up watching it. That's the first movie from Jim Carrey I liked. Like I said, it was the second one. Mm-hmm. So I've seen The Mask. I mean, that movie transformed Jim Carrey from Jim Carrey, the television person, to Jim Carrey. Now you're a freaking movie star. Right, like, absolutely. All the way out there. And he played that He played that part so well. Like, the double personality of the shy guy. Yeah. And then he put on The Mask and it was just this wild motherfucker. Yeah. He played that, like, disparity so well. I yep. loved it. That was a great fucking... I spilled tea on my finger. Stanley it was a great Ipkiss movie. was his name. He had a... Uh, Stanley Ipkiss. Stanley Ipkiss. Yeah. He had a dog. I can't remember his dog's name, but he was, he was awesome. The dog actually was in The Mask Part 2. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. They got the same dog. <laughs> I'm not talking about that bullshit. <laughs> the, the, was The Mask Part 2 not great? It wasn't great. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't talk about two. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it didn't happen. Jim like, Carrey wasn't in it. I don't give a fuck. No, like, really? Um, he wasn't in it? No, Jamie Kennedy. Oh, that was, was. The, the other cunt. Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy's all right. No. He's funny, but I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not it's, Jim Carrey. It's no. like um, Dumber Dumber Er. Did you see that? Yeah. Dumber Dumber Er. Dumber like, Dumber Er was good. Jim Carrey wasn't in that. I know, but that was but good. Really? It was good. Jim Carrey wasn't in. Dumber Dumber Er. Who was it? 
uh, two young. It was a uh, a prequel, so it was a two people uh, younger playing. You might be thinking about Dumb and Dumber too. Yeah, that's what I was. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. I thought it was good. Bob Saget was in that. Bob Saget. Yeah. There's shit everywhere. There's shit on the walls. There's shit on the ceiling. Shit everywhere. But it was just like melted chocolate. Yeah. Remember that? But yeah, the mask. Yeah, I'm I'm putting the mask up there top three to five for me. I the villain in uh, the mask was Zed from Pulp Fiction. Really? Really? Yeah. Who was Zed? Huh. Zed the Zed was that that rapist cop. Oh, yeah. started, oh shit! That started raping Ving Rhames. Oh mm-hmm. well, goddamn. That's Zed. In the same year, mask and that was the mask. Well, that's a fucking. I feel like the, the mask and the mask was ninety four. Pulp, Fic- Pulp Fiction was ninety four. Yep. Ninety four. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The same year. Yep. Nice. Look at you knowing that. shit. Yeah. I knew him right instantly when I saw. I was like, "That's." <laughs> I forgot his name in the in the in the mask, but like that's him. Nice. Now going to my all time favorite Jim Carrey movie. What so I mean, it's like there's a difference between the movie that I think is the best Jim Carrey movie, mm-hmm. and that's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's Absolutely. no debate for me. But my favorite Jim Carrey movie, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Why Dumb and Dumber? Like the, the same person that couldn't watch Ace Ventura. Right. That's what <laughs> I'm like. I was about. like, Dude, what the fuck. <laughs> The same person that couldn't watch Ace Ventura, I love Dumb and Dumber. Um, I, I think it has something to do with the dynamic between friends. Not me. Uh-huh. More, more so than anything it's, else. It was uh, Jeff Daniels, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Daniels, Jim Carrey. So, I mean, it was more of that dynamic between uh, friends and trying to uh, to accomplish a goal and, and <laughs> just being completely <laughs> stupid and befuddled the entire way. This is the most annoying sound in the world. <laughs> 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 he threw away like a didn't he throw away like a lottery ticket i couldn't remember why uh, he threw it away oh that would be so much funnier if i knew why but he won like the lottery for like 11 million dollars and he was looking at the ticket and he was like they're all out of order or something like that. <laughs> all the numbers were out of order <laughs> he oh, threw God. it away <laughs> Did y'all notice uh, Haley Joel Osment was in that movie mm-hmm. uh-uh yeah the uh as the little blonde boy they uh, oh yeah yeah pretty bird yes <laughs> <laughs> Our pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> Pretty bird. <laughs> they, they take the dead bird and, and tape his head back to his body. Oh, Jesus. Give it to Haley Joel Osment because he's blind and he's just like loving the bird. It's awesome. I gotta look, I gotta look up Haley Joel Osment's face right now. Yes. That's <laughs> what was uh what was what was next? Uh, his next movie after after Dumb and Dumber, Batman Forever. Mm. Oh, the that's another one I watched. Oh, when he was, I was a younger. Riddler. He was the Riddler. I yeah. loved, dude, I loved him as the Riddler. Everyone Riddler. hates Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah, I hate those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Batman and Robin. Not not him but as Batman, Riddler. Dude, but Batman Forever was okay. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin encompass mm-hmm. the comic book Gotham City mm-hmm. perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I know everyone loves Dark Knight, and I love Dark Knight too. But the thing about Gotham and the Dark Knight was mm-hmm. it was like New York City or yeah, Chicago. Batman Forever, and even Batman 1989, and then mm-hmm. Batman that's, Returns. Yeah, that's, or something. That's, that's the issue because I'm coming off Batman with Jack Nicholson and uh, what's my man Kiefer Sutherland, um, <laughs> Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yeah. I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming <laughs> off Batman with with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson, and that's and that's directed by Tim Burton. Yeah, you know, so I'm getting a very it's uh, a very stylized style. version yeah. of Batman. And then you take that and you give me something that's just so flamboyant, and I felt kind of goofy. You know, with the wasn't Irma ba- Thurman fucking Poison Ivy in one of those? I'm not I sure. Think it was in yeah, Batman, Batman and Robin, Robin was choose that? Poison yeah, Ivy. Yeah, like George Clooney was in was in one of those. He was like, Batman. Yeah, yeah. nipples. Yeah. No, Val Kilmer. Okay, Val Kilmer was in Batman Forever. Mm. Okay, that's the one with Jim Carrey. Yeah, 
The one Batman Forever had Tommy Lee Jones as yep. Two Face. Yep. yep. Which was here's the thing. Like now, the comics are definitely darker to be in tone with the movies. But yeah. back then, those Batman Forever and Batman and Robin were as close as you could get to the comic version of Batman. Sure. And it was just so impressionable because yeah. I was five, six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, just, it just seemed so too playful f- to me. I guess at the uh, time. I feel you. George Clooney had rubber nipples in Batman and Robin, so I mean, yeah, yeah. Who thought that was a good idea? But and also. But- uh, I think it was Van Kilmer. the The Batman suit didn't have a neck, so like when he had to turn, yeah, it didn't have a movable neck. Yeah. It was just rubber, so he couldn't like turn his head. What so every hell? time that he like moved, he had to like oh, turn his yeah, whole body. Nicole, Nicole Kidman was like his his love interest, <laughs> and he would he would be turning awkwardly when he was <laughs> yeah, talking he'd just to her. Be like, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That's but funny. overall, like in that movie, I thought, um, what was his name? Jim Which one? No, well, I just didn't know what his real name was in the movie. Jim Carrey, yeah. The I loved the way he played the Riddler. Yeah, hey. Oh, yeah. Well, because that was what the Riddler was. Playful, uh, you know, spiteful, likes to fuck with Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing really out of that. And it was I, great. I, I feel like he, uh, a, a movie that he did later, um, he pulled from that performance, I feel like, in The Grinch. I feel so, too. You see, you see any like a uh, parallel between the Grinch and the Riddler at all? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I definitely see that. Yeah, that's the physicality of it is oh, what yeah. I say. Yeah, yeah. Like but the, the prancing around. <laughs> yeah. But here's the interesting thing about um, taking because they're both Doctor Seuss characters, right? Uh, the Riddler, not. Not the fucking not the Riddler. <laughs> uh, I I didn't I didn't predate my statement. I was yeah. thinking of Mike Myers and Cat in the Hat. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I I missed that part. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting to see because like the Grinch, man in a suit. Mm. And Mike Myers, Man in a Suit, mm. both Dr. Seuss characters, both mm. the same playful whimsy universe. Yeah. Uh Ken in the Hat shit movie. The Grinch, really good movie. Yeah. Uh interesting to see like Mike Myers couldn't handle the physicality that it took to pull off a sort of uh Dr. Seuss character yeah. and make it funny, but Jim Carrey nailed the shit out yes, of it. Yes, he did. Yeah, Just did. like the the emotion in his face, the fact that he could walk around and move around in the suit. The, he, there was more range, and like yeah. I, I don't want to say that Mike Myers did a bad job because I kind of enjoyed the movie, but it just wasn't the level that uh, Jim Carrey was. And for me, it was the range and the anger that you would see in the Grinch, and you know, it's like he he had more range, and Mike Myers' character was pretty flat. Yeah, well, me. that the Cat in the Hat movie had a lot of like production problems with oh, a shitty yeah. director and a shitty writer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so can't fault him for that entirely. Yeah, yeah. But did, Jim Carrey handles physicality so much better. Oh, did yeah. we say that... Did we say that uh, Ace Ventura was his first movie? Yeah. Um, yeah, Ace Ventura. What do you have? Uh, his not, first... What? These are all movies I have not seen up no. until 1980... 1990. Uh, yeah, there is... I have a list from 1980 till 1990... But none of those are big production movies. Okay, yeah. Like I, I can't believe I haven't seen Peggy a lot Sue of these. Peggy Sue Got Married, Earth Girls Are Easy, A Buffalo yeah, Bill. I need to check those out. Yeah. I, I guess I just never really gave it much thought. I just always see Ace Ventura. That's, the first that, that's his first feature-length film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's let's uh, take it back. Favorite Jim Carrey movie? Because you talk about your first, but what do, you, what do you think is your favorite Jim Carrey? Dude, I really don't know. Okay. It, Last night, I watched three Jim Carrey movies all nice. in a row. Mm-hmm. I watched... I had seen them all before, but I wanted to kind of refresh. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Eternal Sunshine. Mm-hmm. I watched I Love You, Philip Morris. I and then I watched movie. The Number 23. Number 23. That, I, I like that movie. People give it a lot of shit. But I, I like that one, too. Had you seen all of those movies before? Yeah, um, but it had been... Then what the hell? Why didn't you watch the Jim Carrey movies that you... Have you seen Cable Guy? I hadn't seen 
those ones in a long time. Have you seen Cable Guy at all? Yeah, I've seen Cable Guy. Like have you seen The Majestic? Kid. Yeah. All right, all right. Never mind. But yeah, I've not seen, I, have, I haven't yeah. seen The Majestic in a while, and I was trying to watch Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch it so badly that's, last night, but I can't find my copy. That's the I was shit I was really gonna give upset. You. I was, I'm like, because yeah. there's like three really, really good Jim Carrey movies that don't get a lot of play. So I'm like, why weren't those children like the, the Majestic, uh, Cable Guy, Man on the Moon? I'm gonna um, be, I'm gonna be full disclosure here right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a Jim Carrey movie since I Love You, Philip Morris. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to catch up on Jim Carrey mm-hmm. before this episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely like the the outlier here that I'm not gonna be very fluid in it's my okay. Jim Carrey knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm just an obsessive person, so it's like I have no <laughs> reason to know this much about Jim Carrey, but I just you do. So, what's your favorite Jim Carrey movie? I've, I've said it's Dumb and Dumber is my favorite Jim Carrey movie, right? Um, but I'll, I'll get to my second in just a sec. Uh, the Ace Ventura when Nature's Calls. Y'all seen that? The second one? Uh, yeah. That was the one where he popped out of the rhino. That, that's the that rhino was, one. That's my Ace Ventura. That's yeah. that's your favorite one. Yeah, not my favorite one. Yeah, that's my Ace Ventura verse. movie. All right. Uh, my favorite Jim Carrey movie is Bruce Almighty. Uh, we'll yep. get to that then. Fucking Bruce Almighty. The uh, the next one that he came out was uh, 1996, The Cable Guy. I haven't seen that one. Cable Guy's second favorite Jim Carrey movie ever, ever, ever. Jack Black is in that. Matthew Broderick was, is in that. Um, who else? There's, there's another uh, star in that movie as well. Lo- oh, um, Leslie ben, Mann. Ben Stiller. Ben, ben Stiller. Stiller. Was in that. Yeah. He got diagnosed with prostate cancer, man. Ben Stiller did? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. He yeah. Had, he had, had it for two years. Yeah, he just went public man. with it. Yeah. Wow. Sorry to bomb that out. I just remembered. That sucks. Yeah. I hope you can get through it, Ben Seller. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, cable, go, guy. cable Guy. Cable Guy. I mean, I love, love, love this movie just because it's, I identify with it. I've seen it as a child, and the um, basically Jim Carrey's character, he's obsessed with the television. Mm-hmm. He's raised by the television. He wants to live inside the television, and all of his references are television characters right you know that's like that's his entire world and i just identified with that so much because i'm like that's me i'm jim carrey but he's jim (laughs) carrey doesn't have a grasp on reality he doesn't know how to make friends he doesn't know how to um just be a social person in in general Mm -hmm. so i mean it's just seeing him try to make friends with matthew broderick try to give him everything that he can to buy his friendship like he um he buys him a large entertainment system and puts it inside of his house he gives him free cable like he just tries to do everything he can to earn the friendship and when it's not reciprocated then jim carrey just loses it it gets kind of lost in the silliness but that's like a really that's a very real problem that people can go through hell yeah being really not really able to socialize very well because his mom always put him in front of a TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all he knew. Yep. His, his, yeah. his oh, uh, shit. Yeah, that's, friends were the TV. That's top three for me. But when they that's, went to yeah. the Knights... Uh, oh, they like the Renaissance Fair type Ren- thing? And he was yeah. like, they were fighting, yeah. but he had sound effects. Everything had to be like from a, t- from a movie or something. Yeah. It was so good. Yes. Even like his alias, is, um, he's like, his name was Larry Tate. Larry Tate is a um, is the boss to Darren Stevens in a show from the '60s called Bewitched. Oh damn! <laughs> yeah, it was like all of his references are purely television driven. Huh? Oh shit! So it's like for me, it's the like the writing for that must have been atrociously difficult. It had to have been. Yeah. That's why I was so into it. I was like, I get all these references. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> movies for me <laughs> uh the cable guy but yeah that was 1996 the movie after that that was this the next movie was a big crossover movie liar 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 i love liar liar why do you think it was a crossover um for, for some reason it, it grabbed more than just his normal audience like uh, my parents were going out to see it um people that just weren't typical jim carrey fans were going out to go see liar liar 
Huh. It was odd. I guess it kind of was this probably maybe his first movie where he kind of diverted away from the zany kind of. It was he still had a lot of elements from the zany and silly slapstick. Yeah, but it was still very much a Jim Carrey comedy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it was the first time they really threw him into a traditional sense of what the real world is mm-hmm. and told him to be Jim Carrey. But, you know, because he was a father right. in this thing and he had an actual job, you know, so he had to tone it down a bit. This was a, a rom-com, right? Was this a rom-com or just a comedy? I could say a rom-com. Rom-com? Yeah. yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Jim Carrey, the man with good rom-coms that I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like Liar Liar. Liar Liar is really good. Yeah. Uh, but I but I do think it's that. It's because he, we, we saw Jim Carrey stand out again in a, in a crowd of normal. Yeah, and he had to kind of. It was just awesome to watch him struggle because he couldn't tell a lie. Yeah. yeah, and just to watch his own—he's just so good at acting with himself. Yes, <laughs> it's like the color, or like when he was trying to not draw, not not write. Uh, what was it, like the color of the pen that I hold oh, in my hand yeah, is yeah. royal blue. Yeah, <laughs> but when he's like fighting, yeah, with his own hand to not write down the color. Yeah. It was just awesome. He just sold it so well. He definitely did. <laughs> he is yeah. he is a great... He, I have unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably the best physical actor of our time. Yeah. Yes. His physi- like, Jim Carrey's physicality is like incredible to watch yeah, on screen. He sells everything. His, uh, his next movie is one of the most highly regarded movies, and we even watch it here in film school now, uh, The Truman Show. Mm. The Truman Show. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. I have a so new appreciation much. for it. That, I didn't like it early on, but I have a new appreciation for it now. That, yeah, know. for me when I when I watched it, there was a actually okay. There's a video essayist out there. Right? The YouTube channel is by the name Nerd Writer One, mm-hmm. and he makes really great video essays about movies. And yeah. he made one about how Truman Show reflects the political status, the political state of um, of our country right yeah. now, of America. And I thought it was a fucking brilliant video essay, and I want to shout it out. Look up Nerdwriter Nerdwriter One, The Truman Show, and mm. watch that video essay. It's fantastic. Oh yeah. Uh, but The Truman Show for me was the first movie where I like the first Jim Carrey movie where I saw a very clear character arc in terms of like he started out as one thing and yeah. then ended up as another thing. Yeah. And uh, the way that that happened was just genius. Like he slowly lost his mind. Up until like halfway of the movie, he was just normal Truman Show. Yeah. Then lost his mind right up until the end when he reconciled with everything and got out. Oh, so that's fantastic. I think that's a, the most dramatic change. I'll definitely yeah. say that because we got a little bit of that in uh, Liar Liar, mm-hmm. but the Truman Show, yeah, big dramatic change from beginning to the end. Right. But oh, the yeah. Liar Liar also we consider it a rom com, but mm-hmm. I consider the Truman Show like a comedy drama. Even if there isn't much comedy at all. The Truman Show seemed like his first real leap into drama. drama. Right, yeah. 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 I'll definitely give you that. I mean, there's comedic elements, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I'm all hardcore drama, mostly yeah. for me. And, and I, love, I love Jim Carrey in drama. Hell He's, yeah. He, mm-hmm. I'm like, people are getting a lot of knowledge, a lot of recognition for his comedy, but his dramas are fucking fantastic. I like him in dramas. Like, I can't yeah. pick, I can't give you three dramas that I like him in. I can't give you three. Uh, Eternal Sunshine. You don't like? There's three dramas that you... You said you don't like him in dramas? I'm, I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think of three. Because I don't consider Man on the Moon a drama. I give that more comedy. But it more, was still... I don't know. I'm, I'm it, saying a movie that's more... That leads with the drama and the comedy's uh, on the back burner. Well, we have Eternal Sunshine. That's... Yeah. We have... The Truman uh, Show. The Truman Show. And the other one... And we have number 23. The number 23. Yeah. It's like I'll give them barely a pass on the number 23. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't a great movie, but I really enjoyed. I enjoyed his his uh, delivery yeah. of that character. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, what movie? I'm uh, so excited to wake up to talk about yeah, Bruce Almighty. The uh, the next movie on the list is Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. This, I haven't seen that one. This is where he plays uh, Andy Kaufman. 
I wish I could talk more about it. I haven't seen it in so long. This is, I saw it once. It's one of his best performances that I've ever seen, just because he's um, he's emulating someone that was already here on this earth, <laughs> you know, and someone that he said he identified with uh, very heavily Who's early he on. Uh, Andy Kaufman. Oh, okay. Andy you Kauf- said that, sorry. Yeah, and Andy Kaufman, uh, early on, he... Um, I guess you would call this style avant-garde. Mm-hmm. He would uh, he would dress up like a wrestler and threaten to beat up women on uh, on television, <laughs> just 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 to be funny. <laughs> he um he would he would have a stand-up show and then uh, everyone would come to see him do stand-up and then he would just read Charles Dickens to them and they, they would sit there for like the first thirty minutes and think that it's going to get into the joke, but right. no, he's just trolling the audience. Like in in his mind, like the joke only matters if it's funny to him. What a dick. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So he would just go on television trolling people. Um, That was his whole thing. So um, in the movie, they they have examples of that. His alter ego, Tony Clifton, was just like um, an asshole version of... Andy Coffin. So he would, he would go up on stage, pretend to be a um, a very good singer, a performer, and mm-hmm. he was really bullshit. And people would get up there and boo the hell out of him, you know. But he was having fun. But it's all that mattered. Yeah. The real Andy Kaufman. I read that the real the real Andy Kaufman got into a fight with Jerry the King Lawler, mm-hmm. who's a really like a Hall of Famer wrestler from the WWE. Right. And uh, apparently when they were filming it, Jerry the King Lawler reprised his role in the movie, played mm. himself. Nice. And Andy Kaufman, uh, Jim Carrey was getting so into character, yeah. I think off screen, he like spat water yeah. in um, Jerry Jerry Lawler's face just Jesus to be Christ. in character. He, he just never really got out of character even when right. the cameras were off and it led to like a fist fight. <laughs> there you go, Carrey, being a method just, actor at heart. I think we should put like some um, clips of our favorite scenes on Facebook on the For Film's Age. I think uh, so too. From, uh, from these uh, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey movies. Definitely. Because I have a, a, a clip from this uh, Man on the Moon. That's really good stuff. I need to watch it again. We should watch it. You and I should watch it. We should watch it together for sure. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the next one, my father actually took me to the movies to see this. In the year 2000, Me, Myself, and Irene. Me, myself, and Irene. Oh, my God. How old were you? Uh, the year 2000. Uh, 16. Yeah, you're 32 now. Yeah. That would have been awkward. No, I mean, no. That movie is so. <laughs> that's one of his most disgusting mo- roles. Like, really? Just in crudeness. It's very oh. crude. It I don't remember crude. that. I don't He's just like crude. sucking yeah. on some. Mm. They, they, they have one where uh, he puts a cow out, out of his misery. Yeah. So, like, there, there's a cow in the middle of the road, and the cow is presumably dead. <laughs> you know, Renee Zellweger goes over to it, and she's like, oh, that's so sad. You know, somebody should really do something about this. And he was like, yeah, all right, all right, I got it. He takes out his gun, and he shoots the cow in the head. And he was like, ah, oh, man, that's, that was bad. And the cow, mm. <laughs> he <just keeps> <laughs> the unloads on the cow's head. The cow will not die. <laughs> <laughs> I loved his three black sons. Yes. It was so funny. I, I love how they, they flipped it, you know, instead of them being like super like gangster or whatever. Like they were, but they, they were, were also geniuses. super geniuses yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> they were like just, they, I loved their, it was such a crude, everyone was cursing. Yeah. You know, all his kids were yeah. hilarious. You put the motherfucking thing on them. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of that. No, Exponent, you're supposed to know about the goddamn hot pot noose. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit. Like, all right. But yeah, he was like, when he did his alternate his alternate personality, mm-hmm. at one point he approached a woman that was breastfeeding, and then he oh, yeah. moved oh. the baby out of the way, and Remember he started that. sucking on it. Oh, it was so like... It was, yeah. Just awkward. I think I watched that with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was one of the better scenes. Because huh? <laughs> he's like foaming at the mouth. And he's just like. He like has cotton that cotton mouth. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was, uh, t- he took a shit in the yard. Or oh, the, the dog. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the dog. neighbor's dog uh-huh. came and took a shit in his yard. So he went and took a shit in their yard. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I want to deal with all of my problems. He pulled out a paper. Like he went in their house to get a newspaper. Yep. Came out of their house. And then shat in the yard. Shat right in the yard. Uh, it was a good movie, though. I liked it. He did. That was another. I guess that could be kind of in the line of liar liar, playing having a split personality. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. He did it really well in Me, Myself, and Irene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, the next movie came out the exact same year, year two thousand. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Fuck yeah! We've, we've gone over that. We love How the Grinch Stole. That Christmas. That was a great, great movie. Who directed that? Uh, how the Grinch Stole Christmas. It doesn't say. Doesn't say. No. I'll, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love that movie. Yep. I like that a lot. That's, that's a great movie. It is. Yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, the next one came out the very next year. Like, Jim Carrey was on a roll from the yeah, 90s yeah. all the way to, like, the 2000s. Like, a movie every single year. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so the next one is in the uh, the year 2001, The Majestic. The Majestic. How many seen that one? That's one of the dramas that I, where I was talking about. I don't know if I can name three dramas that I really like from him. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy The Majestic. And That's I, where he gets amnesia, right? And he... Yeah, he has somewhat of an amnesia. He can't remember things. And he's working at a movie theater with an older guy. And they're trying to essentially i guess bring the movie theater back to prominence for what it was right. was but eh, i'm not i wasn't a majestic fan but. that might be one of my least favorites wasn't a bad one but i was definitely not as interested in that one as yeah. all of his other stuff but so. it's still i i enjoyed it yeah. i liked it yep. then he uh, took a two-year break after that the year 2003 bruce, bruce almighty, almighty. <laughs> fuck yeah bruce almighty <laughs> all right listen bruce i watched that movie when i was like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. and I, I was never a religious person, mm. but I, I absolutely loved the idea of God giving someone else yeah. the powers of God to be like, you think you can do my job? Fuck you. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that movie. And it was just like the, the premise was, was hilarious in itself. Yep. Then they got Morgan Freeman as mm. fucking God, yeah. uh, which is just funny. <laughs> yep. oh, yeah. And then they got uh, Jim Carrey just handled that role perfectly. Yep. It was just a beautiful, beautiful comedy for me. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just so brilliant. And Steve Carell as the... Did you like Evan, Evan Almighty? Oh, the, uh, the sequel? Yeah. No, 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 no. Steve Carell was in the first movie. What? Yeah. But then he played Evan. But then he played Evan Almighty yeah. in, the, in the sequel. Really? Yeah. Steve he was, was, he was the reporter in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, he was very... Barely. Oh, shit. He was the, oh. the, the, the rival for Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I have to go back and look. Mm-hmm. I didn't it was, he was the one... He was giving his news report, and mm-hmm. Jim Carrey was off screen, just making him just going, oh, Okay, yeah, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> and, Steve, okay. and Steve Carell was um, saying yeah. all that on the newscast. I didn't the know way, Steve Carell at that time. I had no uh, idea who he was. The way yeah, Steve really Carell's mouth moves during that scene will always make me laugh. Wow! Shut <laughs> up! I got to go back and watch that now. It wow. is. It is. We should watch it together because I haven't watched it in about seven years. Yeah. That movie is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Bruce mm. Almighty. Wow. And uh, not only was the premise hilarious, mm. just like the way that it was shot and and just the visual comedy in it was fucking fantastic too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think my favorite scene is <laughs> it's like two second shot. It's when he's like about to have sex mm. and he like puts his hand on his chest. And then, like, spreads them out, and oh. he's suddenly naked yeah. in the room. <laughs> yeah. Just always, will always make me laugh. <laughs> That's a really good shot. I do remember that. Fucking love, fucking love Bruce Almighty. One of my favorite movies, and if you haven't seen it, please go watch it. It's so good. The uh, the next one came out 2004, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. The best Jim Carrey movie. Mm-hmm. Best it Jim is. Carrey movie. It is. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Fuck, I want to argue. <laughs> That's like his Magnus. Is it Magnus Opus? Magnum Opus. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I loved the editing. I watched it last night. Mm-hmm. It was edited so well. Yep. I loved it. Yep. Um, just the surrealism in it was fantastic. Yes. The time. Charlie Kaufman, man. Yeah. Yep. He's uh he's writing uh, Kurt Vonnegut's uh yeah slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse yeah and I am so excited for that. <laughs> we need to y'all need to have a podcast about Kaufman. Yeah, because I want to see adaptation. I've I seen that Nicholas Cage really good. I haven't seen being John Malkovich really good. I saw, I saw we saw John Malkovich. I saw Anomalisa came out last year. That. It's the animated is a claymation kind of movie. Right, so good. But it was like a totally adult story. It will story. kind of defeat the purpose because we've done uh, single episodes on those movies already. Uh, being John Malkovich, uh, Eternal Sunshine. Oh, Spotless yeah, Mind. you have. Like yeah. we've done the movies. You know, we'll do like do adaptation next. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I want to watch that one. I've seen it. I'll, I'm down for it. You know? I am. That's Nicolas Cage, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm really trying to find a reason why that might not be his best one. But it really was yeah. so good. He was just being this. I liked the comparing him from this as socially kind of awkward, very quiet, reserved guy to this very outgoing sort of impulsive woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they worked really well together. Um, I think so too. Yeah. But I just loved that the editing was so cool. Just it him was. trying to escape, him trying to save her yeah. from all of his memories mm-hmm. and then them hiding in other memories, just the way they made these transitions from scene to scene. Yeah. So that was good. My, that was the, we talked about it in the episode we oh, did yeah. about it. That yeah. was like literally 10 minutes of our conversation. Oh yeah. Cause uh-huh. it, it was so surreal and so beautiful. And my favorite shot is still the one where he's in the pharmacy. And then he like walks around and the lights are turning off behind him and he saw mm-hmm. me pushed in his hallway. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so I, good. I read in that, in that particular scene where he walks into that office and sees his doctor talking to him. Right. Whenever the camera wasn't on Jim Carrey, yeah. he was running around the camera to go sit in the chair <laughs> to play both parts. Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't just edit they that. They wouldn't just cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess they wanted to continue. Do a Warner. Yeah. yeah. I didn't understand the poem by Alexander Pope. I don't remember the poem, so well, I can I help you remember. with it. Yeah. I'll look it up after and tell you and talk about it. Because I wanted to understand what the meaning of the because it was the oh you ought to remember something but be for God or something. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah, but sorry. Uh, yeah, that's probably his best one. Next movie he came out with. Um, some people say this is his best movie. Fun with Dick and Jane. No. Who nobody. says that is his best movie? Nobody has said that. <laughs> I'm about to say. <laughs> no one. Fun with so. Dick and Jane. <laughs> no one has said that. I mean, this is not a bad movie though. Like I kind of enjoyed it. That's the one with uh, Tina Fey, right? Who was the other um, female counterpart? Her name's with Tess that? something. She was in Jurassic Park three. Blonde haired girl. Oh yeah, she looked. She was pretty hot in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've no, I've I've noticed. I've really noticed a trend. He is always partnered up with someone. Yeah, he's. I guess that's a romantic comedy sort of trope. Yeah, yeah you're feel. gonna need two people to make a wrong. Yeah, comedy. yeah. Fun with Dick and Jane. I feel like there was another movie that was exactly like that with Steve Carell and Tina Fey. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Date night. Date night. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like those were very similar. I think he does really well with a female partner. Jim Carrey? Yeah. Every yeah. movie he's in. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Truman Show. Yep. Every movie. Mm-hmm. Next movie we got 2007, the number 23. I, I, I like the movie. That is his only movie that ha- doesn't have a shred of, of comedy, comedy in not it. One, not one bit. It is, it's it is super serious, super and, dark. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen it. I actually think I had never seen the number 23 until last night because I yeah. fell asleep the first time I watched it. What do you think about what, it? Do you, do you think he's an insane person or do you rationalize with him? I think 
I don't really, I guess, God, I haven't really dissected it much. He seemed just kind of insane. Mm. Um, he just committed a murder and had got into an accident and had no memory of it. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Um, I seen it when it came out. What year was this? 2007. Uh, 2007. So the way that my brain thought then, I was very much into conspiracy and <laughs> nothing is ever as it seems. And they're trying to hide. That's information a cool way from to me. think, though. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just what it was. So it's like I sided with Jim Carrey and like that he was the victim of everything, as a, as opposed to him being a crazy person. But watching it now, I don't know where my where my standpoint would be. Yeah. I don't know either. I, I I vaguely remember it was been a while since I watched it the year it came out. Yeah. So it's like I vaguely remember him being in a room that's really dark and dirty. With twenty three all with over the walls. With twenty three written all over the walls. Yeah. That's about as much as I remember from that movie. Yeah. He just I guess he he found a book and the book was basically a big murder confession. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to find out who wrote the book. And then he finds out that he wrote the book. And he found out he wrote the book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so but it has like mediocre reviews after I looked. I looked at the reviews after I watched it mm-hmm. to get my own first impression. And I liked it, but I could definitely understand the score they gave it. Yeah, it didn't really have any type of resolution. He just kind of turned himself in. Okay, went to jail. Uh, That's a I didn't part. really learn much. I don't think he really learned much. That's that he yeah. committed this murder and then that was it. Got amnesia or got well, from his. Uh, as you guys are going to see, we've hit his peak. Because yes, um, we we've, we've we've gone through all of those movies and all were good and it all built up to the eternal sunshine of a spotless mind. Yes. Now we're going down the hill a little bit more, but there's still going to be some gems on the way down. Uh, so we hit Fun with Dick and Jane, the number twenty three. The next movie was Yes Man. Yes Man, mm. which I really really loved. I, I loved really, Yes Man. Really enjoyed I yes man. didn't like Yes Man. Really? At all. Why not? I felt it was too similar to Liar Liar. I can see that. I yeah. can agree with I that. I feel like they just, it was the exact same movie remade and like, let's have Jim Carrey, we really like what you did there. Just do that exact same thing here. We're going to change some of the circumstances around it, but you do the same performance. Same performance. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, eh. I can see that, but I, I still really, I, I enjoyed it in, for what I mean, it was. It's not a bad movie. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I just seen you do this movie four years ago. I'm like, I'm good. I, I guess they could be kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Go. I still liked it wasn't yes, bad. Man. It wasn't yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying it was bad, but it was just like, eh, I'm, I've seen that type of movie before. I feel you. Um, another uh, super big highlight on the road down the hill, I love you, Philip Morris. Mm-hmm. I love you. Fucking, I fucking love you, Philip Morris. Yeah. That's, uh, I watched that one a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and it was, it's, it was so good. Did we do a whole episode on it? Or did we no, just talk no, about it? we just talked about it. We just mentioned that. We didn't do an episode on I Love You, Philip Morris? We didn't do an episode on I Love You, Philip Morris. Holy did shit. we? I don't know. <laughs> When I was in high school, one of my favorite actors, apart from Jim Carrey, <laughs> like I legitimately don't know. Yeah, neither do I. I'm, I'm inclined to say we. I don't didn't. think you have. Yeah. Okay. Cool. When I was in high school, apart from Jim Carrey, one of my favorite actors was Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor. So when I found out this movie came out, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> my God!" <laughs> I there's like Ian McGregor and Jim Carrey both have range. It's like honestly Carrey, one of the best love stories I yeah, think I've absolutely. ever seen. Romantic comedies. Is Romantic comedies. About okay. There we go. Right. Yeah. It's one of the best love stories. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. That was a really, really good movie. But uh, Ewan McGregor did such a great job mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. Like I, 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 I when I talk about the movie, I go like, oh yeah, Jim Carrey and Gay Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, they sold the gay stuff, especially in the beginning. Oh, yeah, he was just going in on this one. That was uh, that was 2009, yeah. and then we got a series of unfortunate things. There's just basically uh, television. 
Uh, so yeah, he, he was in the office. Did y'all see him make a cameo in the Wait, office? Wait, series of unfortunate events? No, no, no not Lemony Snicket's a series of misfortunate events, like uh, just misfortunate things that he chose to do. Uh, <laughs> when was Lemony Snicket? Uh, Lemony Snicket. We skipped that one. Ten, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. No, I think uh, it's two thousand eight. Something, like something like that. Let me look it. it up. Yeah, I don't, it's one of those movies that people don't really. That was some great character acting. Though. Oh, here it goes. Uh, two thousand and four. Two thousand four. Two thousand four. A series of no one paid attention because he put out Eternal. Then that's yeah. right. Yeah. Same year. But yeah. I, I really, really liked it. My uh, girlfriend really likes. Uh, Lemony Snicket, that yeah, whole those movie, those books and that movie was really really funny. Nice. Uh, fucking Barney, uh, not Barney Simpson. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is doing mm-hmm. the Netflix show. That should be interesting. Snicket, yeah. I've never read the books. That wasn't really my. No, not a childhood thing for me. So we don't we don't have him starring in another movie from 2009, all the way till 2014. Which was. Uh, 2009, I love you, Philip Morris. 2014, Dumb and Dumber Two. Dumb and Dumber Two. Yeah, I mean, everything else, he was a well. side character. Yep. Burt Wonderstone. Yep. Kickass Two, Kick which I've not seen. Anchorman Two. Anchorman That's Two. That's right. Mm-hmm. I missed. I've really missed him. It hadn't been the same. Mm-hmm. It's been really. What, what was the one he was just in? You said that who? Uh, 2014. 2014, was? he was in Dumb and Dumber Two. Dumb and Dumber Two. Yeah. Which didn't do very well. I need it. Yeah. I, I loved it. I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm impartial though. Now, there, there's a sense of nostalgia attached to it though. There's something coming out later this year and yeah. I cannot wait. True crimes. True, Jim Carrey's gonna is be he, in this he's one. Gonna be in true crimes? Yes. Like Ooh. not the god awful Vince Vaughn one that was season two. Yeah. Season three has Jim Carrey in this. Are you talking about true not true detective? I'm thinking about oh, true detective. Oh yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, that's something about. different. True crimes. I well I don't know what the fuck that is in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. No, I'm really ready to see. Jim Carrey's going to this awesome show. They're like, "Oh wait, oh, it's not that no, show." Not that. Fuck, fuck that. Then never mind. <laughs> I don't know. But um, his IMDb said it's already completed. True Crimes. He's playing a character named Tadek. Tadek. Yeah, it's a 2016 release. So we'll see I, that whenever it comes out. There's there's an interesting thing. We were talking to Kava yesterday from Movie Makers Podcast about mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. Yes. And he said that this is something interesting that I said you can always tell where Jim Carrey's limits are mm-hmm. when he's in a movie. Yeah. But when he is within those limits, he does exceptionally well. He's brilliant. But outside, when he has to touch those limits, the movie gets a little bit shoddy. Mm-hmm. But uh, within those parameters that he can do, he is a brilliant actor. Yeah. He's there's currently a movie out right right now called The Bad, the Bad Batch. Batch. Yeah. With Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it. It's got, it's got Keanu Reeves, nice. Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa is a hot dude. Ruby, Ruby, he's uh, he's the new Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it looks kind of cool. He's got a badass beard in this movie. Y'all gonna respect some Aquaman. Yeah, fuck yeah. Y'all are gonna respect some... Oh, uh, yeah. Y'all already respect... I respect, respect Aquaman. Oh. I like Aquaman. Yeah. It, it mm. looks like it's gonna take kind of a horror approach, too. Listen, I, I have not seen the support for Aquaman. Listen, like, I don't, out I'm not gonna suck Aquaman's dick, okay? I just say that he's okay. Well, I might now that's that's Jason that, Momoa. That, that, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> I've been sucking Aquaman's dick for a long time. <laughs> A long time, and I'm not about to get up off the dick so y'all can come. Y'all, be, y'all better work the balls. Because <laughs> like, I've been oh on Aquaman for a long time. They could, dude. He is perfect for that role. He is. He, really he looks is. so badass in the Justice League trailer. Yes, yes dude. That'll be really cool. I'm about it. Who, who, someone, the person that directed it is directed like The Conjuring and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's gonna be kind of scary. Sounds cool. Uh, yeah, there's gonna be some elements of that shit. Uh, Ed, Jim Carrey is there anything else like, we've obviously gone through everything that Jim Carrey has done yeah and there is like what maybe three or four that we don't like Dude, sure. I don't like I, yeah 
he's 54 years old, so he's getting older, and I don't think he's going to have... I mean, he can. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robert De Niro's still putting out great stuff, yeah. but I hope he can, comes out with something... Like a more another drama. He is. Sometimes I mean, did you, you look at uh, look at Robin Williams? Robin Williams' career. You know, he started off very much like Jim Carrey early on, but later in his career, the last ten years of his life, he was doing very serious work. He had a movie with um, directed by Christopher Nolan called in. Um, was it Insomnia that it, what it yeah, was? Yeah, with Robert De Niro. Yeah, Robert mm-hmm. De Niro and uh, Robin Williams. Oh, he, that should be. I mean, I that's on. I think that's on Netflix. I've been wanting to watch that one. That's really, really good. He had a, he had another one, Bicentennial Man. Mm-hmm. Y'all see, that was a, a drama. He had another one where um, he was he played a clown inside of a, uh, a hospital. Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Patch yeah. Adams. Um, there, there was a, there was one other one where he was um, he he was an editor of some kind where he was uh, cutting film. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the name of that, but yeah, yeah. it's just he changed his career to get more serious, and I feel like Jim Carrey. Well, as they get older, they can't do the same physicality that they were doing yep. before, so they have to adapt. Yeah, for sure. I just I really gotta. I don't know. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but just in terms of diversity. Mm-hmm. And from comedy to romantic comedies and then just straight up dramas and psychological thrillers. Mm-hmm. I just can't think of too many actors. And I've grown up watching him. Mm-hmm. One of the first actors I can ever recall watching. So he'll always be one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Probably Absolutely. my number one, no doubt. I just can't really think of too many actors or actresses that have such a sound body of work, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But that's just because I've grown up watching his movies. Well, I can't think of a, I can't think of a lot of actors that do the same thing. I mean, apart from Williams, Robert De Niro, Williams. I think has a really sound body of work. Oh, but you, I, I thought you meant like his range, not like his if his I'm, range. But and, and also, I have always just loved his comedies. I mm-hmm. some of them I know you don't like, but mm-hmm. I think he has a solid he has he, a solid range and a solid. He's a great actor. Yeah. He sells every scene he's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, puts in hundred and ten percent. It's just great he can just carry i can just watch a whole movie with no other actor in it but him right and yeah. he can do it all by himself he's he very he can entrancing to watch i think the only other actors that i can think of that i admire on the same level as jim carrey would be robin williams and bill murray mm. because like i, I if, if there's a movie with robin williams yeah. i will enjoy it mm-hmm. yeah. if there's a movie with bill murray i would probably enjoy it yeah one of the con- so we can say one of the one of the greatest comedic actors. Yeah. I'm willing to Probably. say one of them. Yes. Oh, yeah. Top five comedic actor of all time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm willing to give him that. Uh, I, I, just, I just immediately thought of, um, of uh, What's My Man with the Hitler Stash, um, um, Charlie, uh, Charlie, Chaplin? Charlie Chaplin, and uh, my Buster other guy, Buster Keaton. It's like, as soon as I said, yo, he's top five comedic actor of all time. Yeah, like, go to the list, go to the list, like, oh, list. shit. <laughs> There's a lot of people on this list. Dude, um, I never watched. I mean, in we, ter- in Charlie Chaplin. Comedy. What? I get he's like I just, I just, one of the godfathers. Just, I just finished the history of film, mm-hmm. like not even three weeks ago. So it's like this stuff is so fresh. So if, if, if it would be one thing if you're like, who do you really watch Charlie Chaplin? And I would have to say no if I didn't just finish like 11 weeks of Charlie but, Chapman and Buster Keaton and stuff like that. Well, we got to give props to Chaplin and Keaton. They yeah. set up the route for comedy. Yeah, they, they set that shit up. Hell yeah. So without, Cha- no, without Chaplin or Keaton, we wouldn't have Carrie. Yeah, and he would gladly say that. Yeah. You know, he would gladly admit that. But yeah, as far as like new age people, I mean, if we're, if we're counting that, then yeah, he's top three, top five. The Bill Murray, the Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, Adam Sadler might have to go in there somewhere. Uh, I mean, yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. I think my favorite Jim Carrey movie would probably be The Truman Show. Truman Show? Mm. Cool. 
All right. All right. Now that Jonathan narrowed down his movie, we have gone over time. Yeah. Like 17 minutes. Fucking Jonathan. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> like, we were going to cut it off at 30. Bro, you waited. knew coming into this that I was going <laughs> well, to. are lucky it's not three hours long. <laughs> we so, flew through those movies. Sadly, yeah. we're going to have to cut it short for Jim Carrey's episode. But uh, we can clearly say that Jim Carrey one of the best comedic actors of all Hell, time. Yeah, he is. We enjoy his body work immensely, and he is fantastically talented. Yeah. And I would love to sit down and have a cup of tea with the guy. Mm. Yeah. So we're going to be right back with the television and movie premieres, and then after that, we'll be done. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did not. I was like really Still. surprised by that. Still. Jerry Tuffle hasn't put out a movie or show in a while. Has he has he? a show. He has one of the best internet shows, The Driving in Cars. I mean, yeah, Driving in Cars. 47 like... million. He, st- he made 47 million in a year. What the J- fuck? Jerry Seinfeld. I was just this one dude. I'm, oh, I never, you mean, I've like, never over all time? Yeah. Oh, I thought you no, mean, like, oh, no, in year. one year. In year. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's still making that much money. Oh, he essentially owns the television network that everyone is coming to, to see. You know, his show. I've never watched Seinfeld. The show? Yeah. Are you serious? I've never. I've watched Can't... episodes. I just. I just don't like sitcoms. Oh, oh yeah. I don't like sitcoms either that much. Yeah. Is it even worth, good? Ones. Is it worth even it? Good. Am I gonna laugh in not Seinfeld? Not for y'all. If y'all don't like television shows, hell no, it's not worth it for Se- you. Seinfeld is funny. I will give it that. Yeah, it like is. if a sitcom's funny. Yeah. I wish I could see my face right now. Yeah, I know. Chris is like crying. Oh god. I know. Can y'all name any Seinfeld characters? Uh, Kramer. Jason Alexander. I don't know who he plays. Fucking George Costanza. <laughs> George Costanza, yeah. Elaine Bennis, George Costanza, Jerry D- Seinfeld. Dreyfus? Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, that's uh, that's Elaine Bennis. See, I was uh, I know that uh, Larry Davis wrote Larry Seinfeld, David. Yep. but I, I like Curb Your Enthusiasm more than I like anything he ever did on, on Seinfeld. All right. Yeah. I, just, I don't like sitcoms. <laughs> sitcoms weird me out. Mm. They make me feel like I'm watching a fake play. There, it's, it's, it's like a, a time that you really have to invest the time to it. Because yeah. I, I was thinking about that when uh, I was watching Luke Cage. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I was trying to think of any show that we've discussed that you've watched in its entirety. Mm-hmm. The only one I can think of is Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. So I was like, what, what drew you in? Because when I'm watching Luke Cage, I'm like, this is an hour and you don't have a resolution. You have to watch another hour yeah. and then another hour and then another hour, you know, to get to it. I think Jessica Jones it was a structure. Okay. It was it was pretty well structured in yeah. the way that even though I had like forty five minutes to an hour of content without a real resolution, yeah. every episode felt self contained and not a cliffhanger from the other episode. Yeah. And so I could watch two episodes one night and then watch five episodes the other day and mm. still not get distracted. Okay. But Luke Cage as a like I want to watch the next episode. Okay. So like I have to sit down and watch five episodes at a time. Yeah. Uh, that's really that's really it. Like commitment for television shows for me, I have such a low attention span for them. Okay. So Jessica Jones, just the fact that it was like a female lead, mm-hmm. it was uh, it dealt with psychology and mental illness, yeah. and then just like the structure was solid. Yeah. Just, mm. Okay. Mm. Hell yeah. Love Jessica Jones. Praise Jessica Jones. I love Jessica. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, Kristen Ritter also did such a great job. She was in a show called Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three. Yep. I, I watched that and I enjoyed it too. Yes. No. What's what's the other guy? Uh, James Vanderbeek. He was in that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, James Vanderbeek. He the guy from Dawson's Creek. Didn't he lie. play himself? There's a show where James Vanderbeek plays James, Man- James yeah, Vanderbeek. Not not in that one. That's um, a different show. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about. Uh, anyway, premieres. Yeah. Uh, this is the premieres for a Tuesday, October the 11th through Monday, October the 17th. The first show is Booze Traveler. Best bars. Hmm. Are y'all familiar with Blues Traveler at all? No. Mm-hmm. Why you want to give me the runaround? Mm-mm. It's a surefire way to speed things up. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> See, the only reason I even marked Booze Traveler on there because I thought maybe we was going to get a nice sing-along of the Blues Traveler no. song. 
No, I might Nev- know the song. Never in my life know, have I, I ever name. heard of this. Start singing it. I know why you want to give me a run around. Oh. Yeah, it's a surefire way to speed things up. And all it does is slow me down. Nobody. I know the song. Oh, yeah, I know that song. And it has like a big harmonica part and everything. Mm-hmm. I know the song. What's that got to do with the show, though? Not a goddamn thing. Fuck both of you. Okay. Uh, the, next, the next show. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Giving me shit for things I'm not even related to the goddamn not show. All. Not at all. Uh, Fuck the, yourself, Chris. The, the next show was uh, Fresh Off the Boat. It's a, uh, oh, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's it, uh, Connor or Devin? One of those people um, from... Um, from it was uh, Devin. Devin. I wrote yeah. Devin's name down. But yeah, um, Devin talked about Fresh Off the Boat mm-hmm. when uh, when he was on there for One Summer Night. Uh, episode 9. Episode, yeah, hell yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's coming back for another season. So nice. if you want to see Fresh Off the Boat, it'll be here on Tuesday, October the 11th at 9 p.m. Uh, the next show is The Real O'Neills. It's a comedy on ABC, 9.30 p.m. Uh, it's so like an Everybody Hates Chris type show, but with the O'Neills? Or is it like a travel show? No, it's a uh, reality show. Okay. Yeah, reality television show with Shaquille now. You watch Everybody Hates Chris? Yeah. Did I you really? It. Yeah, I liked it. Nice. I, I didn't follow it from beginning to end, but I watched it every time I was on telly. Hell yeah, all right. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Fucking Terry Crews was in that. Yeah. Fucking love Terry Crews. All right. <laughs> yeah, John, and you. I miss you. <laughs> Oh, oh, white chicks. <laughs> uh, the Real O'Neill's is a comedy. It's on ABC, 9.30 p.m., October the 11th. Uh, next show is going to be Wednesday, October the 12th, Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids. Huh. Into that, anybody? I like Timberlake. I don't know what the deal with the Tennessee Kids is, but I like Timberlake. He, uh, he's from Tennessee, so he feels like he can sell country music since okay. um, people are buying country music, I guess. So he's going to sell that. Okay. Is that a telly or... It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. It's a documentary on Netflix with uh, him and the Tennessee kids playing uh, country music. Oh, interesting. Not at all. Uh, the next <laughs> thing is yeah. going to be um, Supernatural. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, Supernatural. Supernatural I love that is shit. coming back. It's Sam Dean on... and Cass. How many fuck fucking yeah. seasons have there been? 12 seasons, motherfucker. Dude, all of the seasons. give it a rest. 12 seasons. seasons. Been on telly for 12 goddamn years, yep. and I don't even care that it's getting kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the first 10 seasons and I loved every fucking How did you do that? How did you do that? I liked it. I liked it. (laughs) Like, I have a thing to where I always want to put people in a box so I know what they do. You know, but. (laughs) I just keep like fucking like, like biting my way out of your box. Yeah, like it doesn't make sense. You don't look like a guy that watches, you don't seem like someone that's watched 10 seasons of a show. Of any show, yeah. I watched nine seasons of Doctor Who and 10 seasons of Supernatural. Hmm. Yeah. It's a little too fantasy for me. It's uh super. It's, I love the I love the formula for Supernatural. Okay. It was like they had a the first five seasons. I had a monster of the week yeah. with an overarching team. Okay. And every episode was a self-contained little nugget of episode. All right. And it was they did that for five seasons, and then five seasons was supposed to be the end of the show, mm-hmm. and then the producers were like, "No, we want no more." Nice. And the writer was like, "I'm not giving you more." <laughs> <laughs> and they fi- and he left, and they got more writers in, and they kind of fucked it for four seasons, and now they're back on track. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's coming back uh, Thursday, October the 13th. Supernatural, a drama on the CW at 9 p.m. Fuck yeah. Uh, the next show is Friday, October the 14th. Is Haters Back Off. Haters Back Off. Did you ever see uh, Miranda Sings, the girl on YouTube? Mm. Either one of y'all? Mm. She's like a very annoying girl that uh, that sings songs on YouTube. She's uh, basically trolling. Very annoying girl. That Super annoying. But she a has fucking a shining endorsement, isn't it? <coughs> yeah. Super bad cough happened right now. What was her name? Mindy Sins? Uh, Miranda Sings. Miranda Sings. Miranda Sings. Sounds familiar. Yeah. 
That's on Netflix. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else? You know what I really hate about? Oh, yeah, I know who she is. This girl. Mm-hmm. Ew. No. <laughs> yeah. No. She has think, her own show coming out. I think Jonathan recognized her and was, did not approve. You're not, you're not into it? She's dumb. Like, I just hate that. I just hate that that's entertainment. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being kind of a... I like Jim Carrey. So like, <laughs> yeah. She just talks. I just know. It was like, it's like the and you Fred. Do you guys remember Fred from YouTube? Mm-hmm. Fuck Fred. Jesus Christ. But how, how, how can you like Ace Ventura? Ace Ventura... You know what I'm there was like pauses and stuff. This is just like Fred. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, like I, I hated his voice. There's just particular things that I just that there has to me. be when you do a comedy like Ace Ventura, there has to be pacing. Mm-hmm. So you have to deliver something like weird and slapstick and then have 10 minutes of like. It's why I don't like Seth Rogen movies yeah. uh, a lot because he goes 100 miles an hour from beginning to end. And it's just he doesn't take a breath. It's just you. You had that poster. Shit, he stole my Shit, weed. Stole my weed. Fuck, 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 fuck. It's just insane energy. You're both energy. wrong. You're both it's wrong. It's insane energy. I like Seth Rogen movies. Insane energy from beginning to end, and it stresses me out so much. Give me three examples. Um, Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. That's I will, I will concede Pineapple Express is like that. Neighbors 2. Neighbors 2. I haven't seen Neighbors 2. I, I thought it was I've seen Neighbors 1, and I thought Neighbors 1 was good. It's not even, great. it's not a bad movie. He, it's just, those type of movies where they're just so intense all the time he just doesn't know when to calm down the night before which i didn't really hate at all that um, wasn't that intense the interview the interview was another one that was i i like him, per- him, him personally is what i'm mainly getting I'll say, at. yeah because i don't think it's the movie i think it's just him. no it's him okay. it's his humor and i that's who i associate with like miranda sings and fred people that are just so intense with their comedy from beginning to end, and I never thought Jim Carrey was like that. You like subtle, you he like was, subtle comedy or like strong. He was wacky, but it was reserved, kind of wacky. If that makes any sense, it was mainly what he said, not how he said it. Right. It was. You also hate people that talk too much, so <laughs> unless they got good stuff to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, um, I have, I, I won't confess. I've never even seen a video from Miranda sings. But you know exactly. What but you're just, getting into. just from the all the from that Google image yeah. search you just yeah, showed me, yeah. I got, I was like already stressed out. <laughs> Immediately, <laughs> anything I watch with her is gonna make me want to feel claw my eyes out. I'm sorry. Uh, that was it for television. Though, <laughs> that was completely it for television. Uh, movies coming out this weekend. We have uh, a light, a light weekend of movies, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, let's start from the bottom. Uh, the first one is gonna be Max Steel. Fuck yeah, Max Steel. Max Steel. I'm not gonna watch it, but mm. fuck yeah for Max Steel for making a comeback. I used to have what all is the that? Figures. The Adventures of Teenager Max McGrath and Alien Companion Steel, who must harness and combine the tremendous new powers to evolve into the turbocharged superhero Max Steel. Yep. Directed by Stuart Hindler. Had a couple of cartoons, had a whole action. I saw that as an action toy uh, figure. Um, was, uh, was, I, I, Wolverine, I them. was Wolverine in one of those Max Steel movies? I don't think what's, so. What's that's the, uh, real steel. Real steel. Something okay. like that. Yeah. yeah. Or they right. fight robots. Fight. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's real what steel. I was thinking about. Okay. Uh, but no, Max Steel is a new franchise. Uh, it's making a comeback after like 10 years of being in obscurity. All right. Hmm. Well, it's, uh, it's rated PG-13. It's yep. a 92-minute runtime, and it's listed as the action-adventure sci-fi. It looks decent for what it is. Hmm. For like being the reboot of an old franchise that no one remembers, except like being a good action movie for teens, it looks pretty well made and decent for what that is. I mean, they're, they're, it's a 92-minute it's runtime. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm not going to the movies, 
to sit in the movie theaters for two hours, two and a half hours. I'm not gonna do it. Unless you know the movie's like absolutely worth it. Probably still not gonna do it. Really? <laughs> I mean, like I'm, I, I didn't, I'm not gonna go to the movies to see The Revenant. Like right. I'm not sitting in the movie theater for that long. That's that's interesting because I could totally do that. I, I can I, I can do four hours. Of Wait, a movie. can you not watch any two and a half hour movie in a theater? I'm not. I'm uncomfortable being in like a dark room with people that I don't know for that long. You even also if don't the like story is, in the same place for too long. Even if the story is that good, I'm I detach from the story. Like I can I can like kind of um, just focus on the movie for an hour and a half. But after that hour and a half, I'm kind of thinking about like what's going on outside the theater, what's going on outside the doors. What are you know? It's just my my, my brain just can't function and can't sit there for that long. Hmm. Okay. Can you watch a two and a half hour movie in a more controlled setting? In my house all day. Hell yeah. Okay. Like hell yeah. Like I don't, I'll, know, if it, I don't know if it's just a thing like you got just. Antsy. Oh, no, like I love The Revenant. Like I watch that at home. I mean, I love like longer movies and I can sit and watch episode and binge watch television. See, I'm the exact opposite. I can't watch a two and a half hour movie at my house. No, I can Because really? I'm near my house. I'm at my house. I can do other things. Hmm. My attention. I can't do anything else when I'm in a theater. Hmm. I got to be watching this movie and it's just, it's in a dark room. It's on a giant screen. I'm more, ca- more, like, more inclined to watch. I feel like there's a loss of control there for me. Like I'm like I have to sit here and I have to do this. Like I can't do anything else. When I'm at home, I can be on my iPad and I'm watching the movie. Look up, get up and go to the bathroom. I'm still watching the movie. Get up and get me something to eat. Still watching the movie. Right. You know, it's just I just feel way too confined and boxed in I I guess, hmm. for that long. Anyway, okay. That's that's Max Steel. Uh, the next movie is Kevin Hart. What now? I don't care about Kevin Hart anymore. Stop. It's, it's mm-hmm. a rated R. It's a 96-minute mm-hmm. runtime documentary. It's rated comedy. R. Rated R. <sighs> We're going to be kicking so many people out. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be. Why? Rated R. I mean, people people get... kids are going to try to sneak in. Oh, okay. At the theater. Yeah. Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart is, he's one of the hardest working guys out there. He's hard working? I'm tired of him. I'm burnt I mean, out on him. I'm, I'm, stop being care. short and just stop being short and funny. Just be funny. He's gonna do it more. Yeah. <laughs> do oh it. yeah. His he, whole thing is like I'm short and I'm black. Hmm? I'm funny. Yeah. Well, he's utilizing what he's got though. You yeah. know what I mean, I mean, I get it, but fuck me. You yeah. know, I, I just when I I saw Soul Plane when it first came I out, I just I just never would have thought I'm this is where he'd be now. Me neither. Sold out a football stadium mm-hmm. like he's a yeah. He no, he's his, funny. His yes. stand up is funny. I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. it's I don't like his movies. I don't. I don't find him very funny. Yeah, whatsoever. He, he, he's gotten kind of a. His comedy is a little formulaic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I respect what he's doing. Like, I want him to keep doing this, like mm-hmm. Tom's Ten. But yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to go to the movie theaters to watch it. I'm not going to watch. So far, the bitches. Yeah. Some of my favorite Kevin Hart thing. Good for him. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's uh, Kevin Hart. What now? It's a uh, rated R, 96 minute runtime. Uh, the next movie is The Accountant. The, that's the, the Accountant. Movie. I am. Oh, wow, totally that's coming out next. Nice. Not gonna watch that whatsoever. Oh, Why not? Yeah, yeah. I seen the preview for when I was watching Snowden. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of a movie that I seen with uh, Ben Affleck and uh, Samuel Jackson like ten years ago. Which one? I can't think of the name of it. Huh. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up here in a minute. But yeah, it's you know. I gotta smart. admit something. I'm a yeah. I'm a Ben Affleck fan girl. I like Ben I Affleck. I love Ben Affleck. He's all right. Yeah, he's. I like right. Ben Affleck because I like Kevin Smith. And they were kind of buddy buddy for a while, so right. I liked the roles that he gave to Ben Affleck. I think same here. I think I liked The Accountant because it had that Radiohead song in it. Everything <laughs> in its right place. Changing Lanes Changing was the Lanes. name of the movie, 2002. Huh. Changing Lanes. I have it, to look it up. It reminded me very much of that. So I'm like, it was just like 15 years later. I don't know much about the, the trailer. I don't really know exactly what's going on. Uh, he's an accountant that cooked the books for terrorists, and he's getting caught, and he has to kill people. Said as a, as a math survivor. But he has, but he has Sorry, go on. 
As a, as a math savant unlocks the books for a new client, the Treasury Department closes in on his, on his activities and the body count starts to rise. What does it mean to cook a book? It means to falsify Fortune. information to make sure that the money that you're getting illegally doesn't reflect as illegal money. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's what every major corporation does in America. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they have, it has a good cast. Uh, so ben, ben Affleck, Anna Kendrick, and J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Really good cast. I mean, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a really well-made movie. Mm-hmm. So it's a company's getting il- illegal money and then they get someone like Ben Affleck to make it seem like the money's like legitimate. The legitimate. money's it's legitimate. It's money laundering. Yeah. I've always heard cooking the books. I was like, what does that mean? It's cleaning, cleaning money. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's but that's the accountant that's coming out this weekend. So go check out any number of those movies: the accountant, Kevin Hart, or Max Steel. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna definitely go check out the accountant. Yeah. I'm, I'm into Ben Affleck. I like that he's coming back. Okay. Fuck yeah, Ben Affleck. You get that Batman ass. <laughs> <laughs> nice. His uh, his uh, he's doing an independent Batman. Like mm. he's funding it himself and doing mm. it on his own terms. Wow. Uh, it's gonna call Dead Batman. Dead Batman. No, no the, Batman. the Batman. The Batman. Oh, so the Batman. I have an accent. Oh. <laughs> the Batman. I mean, that's how Joker always referred to him anyway. The Batman. Yeah. Batsy. Yeah. I want a Batman movie called Batsy. <laughs> nice. All right. So this has been it for episode 37, everybody. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, I'm going to do the spiel and the breakdown. You can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS podcast. You can find us on Facebook, iTunes podcast app, and Google Play Music under the name for film's sake. And if you are on Google Play Music or iTunes Podcast app listening to us, you can download our episodes to your phone uh, when you have Wi-Fi signal and then listening to them on the go without using your data. I know a couple of our listeners have been talking to us about it and giving us shit for that. Uh, you can totally That's do That's so that. stupid that they what? would give you shit that they don't know to, they don't know to do that. What? You no. can download a podcast. So no, you, you, can't, use... you can't do it on SoundCloud. No, 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 no. You said people were giving you shit, though. Yeah, people have been mentioned. Not giving me shit. They've just been mentioning. I just like saying giving me shit. I was about to I say. Like, like, you, you literally did... can't download it on SoundCloud, though. Yeah, SoundCloud no. doesn't let you do it. But you've been on the podcast app forever, and you've been on Google Play Yeah, forever, but a lot right? of people don't oh. know that, and especially specifically people with Android. Yeah. Because Android, you, the Google Play Music app isn't readily available like it is on the iTunes podcast app. Okay. So, like, people have to find us on Google Play Music, and they have to find the app for Google Play Music, and yeah. they have to do, like, five extra steps. Okay, I just yeah. thought people were being incompetent. And I was no. <laughs> it's, just, it's just super easy. Like, all three of us have iPhones, so yeah. it's just super yeah. easy for us. <laughs> but uh, Google Play Music, uh, find us on the on the app. You can download the episodes on your Android and listen to us on the go. No data cost. Same with iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, the same whole bit. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. Thank you guys for watching. I will see you next week for episode 38. Yeah. Goodbye. See you later, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>